Ben came up with a rap. We were supposed to record it, and I forgot to during the recording tell him. To, you forgot to record. I know. I told. I forgot to tell him. Like hit it, and he, he was like practicing. I was like, oh yeah, Ben, you're gonna have to rap. You gotta rap during the recording, and then I forgot to bring it up. Oh, Your so one line. Hit it. podcast my name is dutch my name is jules this is the newly reformed super angel super angel super taster and welcome to yet another episode of the let's say ultimate first competition <laughs> curiosity <laughs> public podcast has been a while. Wait, world famous because while i was abroad in berlin a guy came up to me while I was looking at the uh, meat shop, I was outside <laughs> observing them cutting some meat. And the guy goes, do you have a YouTube channel? I go, yeah. He's like, oh, good show. And then he just walked away. <laughs> good show. So yeah. random. It was so random. Weird. That's awesome. Beautiful. All right, guys. We got a double topic today. I've got a topic that I wanted to bring up. And then we also came up with one in our last episode. Mm. And uh, we're going to be doing double duty with those today. But before we get to that, what are you guys drinking? Dylan. All right. What you, you saw it. The Remus. That's right. It's a batch seven. Because I did a fresh crack. Yeah. That's ever going to find its way onto the YouTubes. But it was very unique. And I got to say, I am very curious about your uh, reaction to this because it is very different. Oh, wow. Are we going to do an, uh, a review of it, you think? I don't know. I think you should try it, though. All right. You try. Should I review it then? So many things to review. Yeah, yeah. I really rise to the top of the list at this point. <laughs> Dutch wants to review. Tell us how you really feel, Dutch. <laughs> no, Dutch, what it is, I'll tell you what it is. Dutch 50. wants to review. It's a 55. He's mad. He's mad because we're not reviewing like every blackened with his Metallica. No, I'm actually like <laughs> on the side now of like keeping doing these really basic reviews, like the Buffalo Trace. The oh, I'm down with that. I think we got to do more, especially more of the bottom shelf stuff. Uh, so done with this, yeah. the special releases. I'm just like, come on, they're just okay. Fine, we're all special. <laughs> fine, do whatever you want. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, do whatever you want. All right, Jules, what are you drinking? Oh, well done, Dutch. You're reaching my level because I go back to the okay. old school. Wow, that's humble. <laughs> the fishnet right here. Victor's tenure. Humble Victor's tenure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I say that, and then look what I grab. Though. Can you just get? Oh yeah, what can't is wait. Uh, what is that? I can't even tell. That's old Forester. Your video froze. Oh, Doers thirty two. Doers. Yeah. Nice. Humble, oh, humble, humble poor. Humble poor. Wow. I opened another bottle around Christmas and I wow. saw it on the shelf. I was like, you know what? It is was. This, is it still good? The thing is, the initial pour, I was like, ah, is it as good as, is it good? Is this as good? This is a newer bat bottle, maybe. And I wasn't sure. And then it opened up a bit and I was like, no, let me just, it, it seemed better. And I was like, well, let me come back to the bottle. So I'm coming back to it. We'll see. The test. Yeah. And the, the problem was, too, though, that I was having it side by, not side by side, but right after the uh, McAllen Spay Malt. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just what's throwing, throwing me off. Yeah, like, that'll throw it off. Because that's yeah, less that bottle is going to be very different, yeah. yeah. Okay, our first topic is related to what we just did here, which is what does your whiskey pour say about you? 
Mm, and we're thinking, pers- yeah, personality tests, but also like, we were talking in our last episode, Dylan was talking about the social situations and especially work situations. If you're in that situation, what do you order? And what does that say about you? What does Jules's maker's mark order say about him? And what would you order now? Cheap. <laughs> yeah, right? But imagine you're the boss and one of your, is that what they're <clears> called? <throat> Hire- hirelings comes up. Wow. <laughs> hirelings. Comment below. Comment below how out of touch Dutch is. One of, minion, one, of one of your minions comes up to you. Dylan's wow. servants. Out, yeah, you take them out to the bar. You say, I'm going to take you guys out to a bar today. Five of them are going to say, we don't drink. But the one that actually comes <laughs> with you. But if they order a maker's mark, what does that say about them? I would totally Testing judge. the waters, I think. Testing I the judge. waters, what? I would judge. But yeah, how? What would your judgment be? I would say small fries. Small fries. Maybe they're just being respectful. They think, I don't want to order the, the Weller CYPB like some people would do. Yep. I just said, give me the top shelf. What's on the top shelf over there? Oh, yeah. EH ter- barrel proof. First of all, the kind of places my employer would take me, I think the TGI best top Friday? shelf. Yeah, exactly. TGI Friday. So I'm lucky if I can find a Maker's 46. Okay. Wow. Wow. You need to start humble, doing humble beginnings night. over here. You need to start hosting the social nights at your work, dude. Do an exclusive thing. Yeah. Say, I know a place where we can get some good booze. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, because a lot of times in terms of the social situation, it's usually for a restaurant. And then a lot of the ones I've been to, it's more like they have nice wines versus actual whiskey, even though they've done polls over hey, what's like the after work dinner place. And then I'm always looking at the menu to see what's the bar menu look like, specifically what's their whiskey list when I make my vote. This is not just about whiskey. What do yeah. you order and yeah. what does that say about you? Do you go? Well, that's what I mean. So regardless of where I'm at, even if it is the TGI Fridays, I'm usually just getting a shot of something. So I, <laughs> yeah, do, I don't get I don't get a cocktail. I usually don't get cocktails with you guys. That's what's interesting. Like for me anyway, that's what I do. And it has, what's cool is it has launched into relationships with colleagues who share over different types of whiskeys. And whatnot, like it actually just opens up the conversation. Yeah, we should say tequila too, right? Because there's this whole yeah, tequila as well. People, I, I think I find sorry, real quick. I think I find with my current group of colleagues, like tequila is not a thing. It's interesting. Mm, it's like this community. I can say it's bourbon and scotch. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, like I can name twenty people right now. Like I know what kind of thing drink the order. Whoa! Uh, what does it say about them? Let's yeah, exactly. them out. But that's what I mean. So community-wise, it's all bourbon and scotches. And it's funny though when we talk about, hey, like what's the scotch you've had? Because then usually the follow-up <laughs> after you order is, what's the best scotch you've ever had? But what do you say? What do you say? Oh, like, man. how do I play this? Am I gonna be man? That that reminds me of the guy at Duty Free was asking me, oh, what have you tried? My response. Exactly. It's always Everything? that open question. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Uh, I was starting to say just about tequila, I feel like you can almost immediately tell a lot just if they say an additive tequila or a non-additive tequila. Like if they come in and they're like, Clasa Azul, man, then I know something about this person. (laughs) But then if they say, oh man, I love Fortaleza, but I can't find it, so I order El Tesoro, then something else about that person. So I think there's, I think you can almost get more from a tequila these days than from a whiskey. It's true. I completely agree with you on that. I completely agree agree with you. Because I usually have to have a follow-up question after what they've ordered about, say, the scotch. And it's, okay, then what kind of scotch? What are you? But if somebody immediately goes tequila, like free, and they even know what that is, then, okay, there's a certain baseline that they've crossed at this point. that they've already hit that threshold. We can speak the same language, I think, here. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, going into these scenarios, whoa, whoa, wait, you don't have El Tesoro? And why aren't you giving it to me in a Lalique? 
champagne glass. And then his coworkers like, what the? F-? Oh, I remember back in the day, this was probably like five, something like that. I would go into places and that was like when I first discovered like the old Shinako. I don't know if you guys remember old Shinako, but like really good tequila. And I'd go into these bars and I'd order it. And they'd serve it to me in this shot glass. I'm like, I can't sip it out of this. I look like an idiot taking little <laughs> sips out of this shot glass. I yeah, probably think that you have, you're like nursing like a Patron or a Jose Cuervo. Yeah, seriously. They just, they're like, they're expecting you to take shots of it. That's, that was the culture of tequila in America for so long. Yeah. Let me share my experience with this. I find it to be very sometimes difficult because I know what I like, but I could, I already, can imagine what it looks like because I tend to in these environments still go high proof. I go high proof, very bold flavors. I'll even go after things that maybe I haven't had, which means that usually drinks that people can't pronounce and and trying to roll those R's and, and order the stuff. It tells you things. It tells you things, I assume. Usually I in the groups, I'm the one that's drinking it neat. It making it strong, bold, and I don't know what that says. Dutch, you're Miss Cleo slash psychic on the side. You're just a lush. That's all it means. But no, I don't know. I, this is an interesting question, too, because it, it, the context is so much of it, right? Is it more social? Is it more formal? What kind of place is it? Do they even have a deep bar? Because if it's exactly like, like you were saying, like if you're at a TGA Fridays, what does it matter? What do They're you, like the Bolorama, dude. The Bolorama doesn't have anything, man. Maybe McCallum <laughs> 12. <laughs> Miller Light. Yeah, Miller Light. So that's the thing. Social situations, if you guys order beer, because I yeah. have not. I, I wouldn't. Which is interesting. Let's but, imagine you know, thinking about you're, it. you're at the, the local TGI Fridays and they happen to have the base of all the major bourbon brands. What are you ordering? And what does that say about you? And I think I could guess, and I think you guys could guess mine, but I think ah, I think I can guess your guys'. Yeah. Dutch is Woodford. Woodford. Yeah, Woodford. Yeah. Bulls is Makers. Makers, yep. What he's is doing like makers too, honestly. I, I think so too. I think it, mm. it depends which audience he's in front of. Yeah. Because <laughs> it could be Buffalo Trace. <laughs> it could yeah. Be it could be Elijah too. It, it could, could be Elijah. Elijah. Yeah. Elijah could be Four Roses. I'm a chameleon. He's, he's a wild card. Yeah. yeah. I'm a chameleon. So what would it be? What would be your most likely? Yeah, what would you actually it? land on then, Dylan? So you're at the bowl around. It depends on if I, if I need to feign humility or not of the base brands you don't have to feign humility here they're all it's tactical because if he's bowling and he knows he's only going to shoot a 60 that's true versus if he's feeling it he's getting a 300 Uh, yeah base i don't know whatever is high this is exactly what happened though like the waiter would have to come around three times in this scenario actually uh, i think you might do old forester I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. Old Forester, like 100 or something. Yeah. I think that would work. That would work. So what does that say about us? I have no idea. But speaking of bourbon, let me segue into the other topic I wanted to make sure we touched on, which is these signals that we are receiving that the bourbon boom may be ending or at least ebbing, we'll say, subsiding slightly. There it is. There it is. Do you guys agree? This is just a blip. You think it's just a blip? So what happened today, this is the only reason I brought this up, is there was a limited release of, let's say, a highly, at one point in time, a bottle that I would expect to sell out almost instantly. Okay, It was a limited release of a number of different single barrels from a relatively popular producer. And I expected these were going to go on sale at noon and they'd be sold out by 12.05. At 12.10, there were still a number of them sitting. So I, I was genuinely surprised because these were all single barrels. I think there was like six or seven of them, 200 something bottles per 
per barrel. So really limited run. Yeah, but and still yet, still available. Yeah. A decent number overall, but like still something that I've seen sell out really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Sells out quickly. I don't know. Dylan, were you not surprised by that? I am not surprised. I think this is a unique situation. I know uh, Dutch is always reading tea leaves and trying to will the world. The world is going narrative conform to my thoughts. Why? It's his chaos theory. And he's pulling an Ian Malcolm on us. Yeah. It's my simulation, guys. Come on. With that stupid water. Yeah, that, I've seen Dutch in, imperfections in the skin. Yeah, I've seen Dutch always goes up to like random strangers and grabs their hand. And and they're like, what, yeah, what is that guy? What is like, this guy? Is- and then he has a little, like, he carries a little dropper. Right, like an eye was like, "Was this a weirdo?" And he just starts dropping things. You see this? It can go anywhere. Yeah, much like this scenario, it'll go anywhere, and it is not. The boom isn't over. Say, I don't think it's over, but do you think it's yeah. subsiding? I don't know. I think this year. Well, how about, how about like we inverted the question a bit? What signal would prove to you it's like on a downturn? I, so I, I have exactly saw, one. I saw Weller one hundred and seven sitting on the shelf. See, I, I was thinking the same buy. thing. I think it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. One I was the exact same thing. On the, shelf on the shelf is a really good signal. That, no, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In the last six months, I have been that has happened to me. I've gone into a grocery store and it's been sitting on the shelf. I've had the opportunity to buy two bottles of Weller 12 for MSRP. I haven't seen a bottle. I haven't bought a bottle of Weller 12 ever. Like I've never found one for MRP, and within the last six months, I've bought two. That just to me, that's something's different. Something yeah. seems different at this point. Maybe it's just California because they changed Maybe. the distributor. Maybe they've been sitting on this for ten years and it's then just flooding the market. Yeah. That, that brought up an interesting point, though, was like Buffalo Trace started all this massive expansion stuff back in like 2015. So it's Are time. We peaking now? It's been ten years. Well, we're seeing the stuff on the show. Imagine, yeah, right? like, like 2017. It's... I know 2019 was another big investment and all that, but like, it's. Starting with the base brand, that's everywhere now. And I think E.H. Taylor, regular is going to be everywhere. And I think Special Reserve, Weller is going to be everywhere. Followed closely thereafter with 107. It's just... This is the mic drop? Like the big distillers like saying... It's a saturation. And I think the other brands are... You know, the big brands will be fine because they can pare down their things and figure out what the consumers really want. It's going to be the craft that really take the biggest hit, I think. I will say... I hate to agree with Dutch's chaos theory. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, tinfoil hat stuff. Thinking back to my last year acquisitions, it's definitely an, it was an odd year in the volume of stuff that I was able to acquire at retail. Think about Michter's tenure, like how many bottles of Michter's tenure I got this year in a span of like three weeks, right? Yeah. I got probably eight stag juniors stag junior exactly that's another one like how hard has that been to find over the last three years it's been a ghost for, I mean, I gotta, yeah foolproof well or foolproof a bunch of those well or one of seven yeah maybe there's something to it but uh, i don't know i just think we're seeing this the beginning signs it could be a blip but it could be something real too and it could i think we it should could be- revisit this topic at the end of 2024 let's check in in june <laughs> okay Let's do a midway point, and then we'll do another one in, at the year end and see. I don't even remember what my 2024 prediction was, but maybe I should have predicted this, maybe. Yeah, we should <laughs> We should do like a, I don't know. We need to have some kind of uh, incentive. If Dutch is correct, think- he has to drink an entire case of White Claw? I don't know. <laughs> On one live episode. <laughs> if I'm correct, Dylan has to give away all of his Wallet 107 bottles. Wow. <laughs> like my like, <laughs> like seven cases of it. To our Patreon. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, one that day, it. like there's only two bottles. Yeah, know. He, has to give, he has to give one of each to Jules. <laughs> yeah. Jules does it. Basically, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm building Jules's bar. 
my collection yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, and it's an excellent bar. <laughs> it's all of like the Dylan Overflow bottles. That's right. Oh man, all the bottles that were in layaway. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's something to it. It's the same thing with <laughs> Scotch, right? Like now, Scotch is there. All yeah. the regular release. I think aside from Springbank, which last year seemed to be a little bit better than the prior years, maybe even not an issue with Springbank anymore. Just the prices have gone up. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think things may be turning a corner. It'll be interesting to see how the next six months go. I think it's good to spread the wealth, the enjoyment. Maybe TGI Friday will have George <laughs> Seastag on the shelf now because they can get it. Dude, that's the crazy thing though. Like I remember like going into bars and they may just have George T. Stagg yeah, on the show. Right. And oh, William Lorella. Remember, and, like, it used to. And it's like yeah. 20 to 30 bucks a pour. Yep. And you'd never see that today. Nope. So maybe that's coming back. Maybe the boom is dying. I, I hope so. so. I hope one can only no. And remember, my prediction is that, or my I think it was my wish, was the uh, these small distillers will reach their peak and get, get in their stride so that they can compete. Right, finally have the barrel selection enough that they don't have that nasty grain. They can't figure out how to get out. That's the craft, right? That's the mastery. If you can get that grain out and it doesn't taste like white dog anymore, that's what the legacy distillers have. And so you would match that and I think you could get there. And this is my commentary. Will it? Didn't do it. They mm. haven't done it. No. And I can't understand the pricing of purple tops and whatever. Most of those are sourced, right? It is just anyway. Yeah, it's a bizarre world, man. And and we have more and more of these like super super expensive whiskeys going on sale. Which again, that's just money laundering. In case you didn't know. Well, well what's our <laughs> nickel lawyer? Now this is like Dutch is what is it? What Jules? Dutch hates everybody. Episode of 99 or something. Those rants do really well. So maybe we should just keep doing them. <laughs> Next Dutch rant will be on how whiskey auctions are just money laundering. Whoa. That's, all they That's a two hour episode. Expose. Oh, it's all going to be speculation and uh, oh. make up. So just, wow. just a warning. <laughs> I need to be really... You just got to toss us tidbits with the island show. <laughs> I can't even think of the name right now. Oak Island. Uh, Oak Island. Oh, yeah. Oak it's Island like and Skinwalker. Every man. 20 minutes, like one other tidbit. Dude, whatever, oh, dude. Dylan comes down in the hotel bar and he's like, oh, man, I've been watching the Skinwalker Ranch on German TV. That was the <laughs> only thing that was on. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> was Is it only, was it only in German, dude? No subtitles or anything? No subtitles. It was all, and oh, I couldn't cool. get the subtitles working. I had no idea what was on. I was watching it. And I, I, even though I couldn't understand anything they said, I knew it was still terrible. So good. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. On that note, Jules, you should probably take us out. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you like what we do, want to help us out, please consider joining Curiosity Private, a membership program on YouTube and Patreon. And we also sell t-shirts. Links will be in the description. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Stay curious. Rap. We could get him to be a guest on a podcast episode at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That could work.